Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 764. If you'd like to have a copy of it, sure, and I'll tell you how. At the end of the program, uh, let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're both free, including the postage and handling. I've got, uh, I'm going to be continuing on in the book of Revelation. We're in chapter 9 now. And uh, I've got music and letters. But right now, let's uh, pray, Lord, that you will continue anointing me. Show the people of the world yeah, your revelations of the things that uh, are happening now and shall surely, uh, surely soon come to pass. Lord, uh, let everybody know where the beast is, who the beast is, and where he's coming from. And uh, let us receive from you whatever it is that you want to say through me. Let not uh, I uh, be saying anything other than what you want me to say. Because uh, only the spirit, your spirit, uh, your uh, seven spirits really lead people out of the very sinful blasphemy spirit of pride. Only uh, you can penetrate through that enough to where people will stop having this uh, sinful, evil spirit of pride. This is the spirit of blasphemy. People that think that they know more than you and that they're more powerful than you and that they're more powerful and knowledgeable than those that you are anointing and uh, those that you have called and chosen to lead uh, the people out of the world and out of the spirit, the blasphemous spirit of pride into the spirit of the living God. Lord, I ask that you do these things and uh, rebuke Satan uh, bind him as uh, I bind him from the words that you'll be saying through me. And um, let souls be saved, uh, whoever, how many you want, or penetrate into their uh, blasphemous skulls and uh, their pride, their spiritual pride, that they know something that's of value. Only you, Lord, are our value. I ask that you uh, open doors for us. And, Lord, shut every door to Satan. Open up many doors for us. In Jesus' name, and everyone says amen. Amen. Now, there's no friend to me like Jesus because, uh, uh, you know, we can take everything to the Lord in prayer. Uh, and uh, he accommodates us if we're really uh, we're out of the spirit of pride, which is blasphemy. And uh, we are just his. We just belong to him. And we're not ashamed of uh, being the Lord's. We're not ashamed of being his at all. And he gives us everything that we need. Healing, uh, the power to win people to the Lord, 
there's no friend to me like Jesus. And here this is, uh, I recorded this years ago with our uh, unprofessional uh, orchestra and singers, but it sounds good, you know, the, the way they play and everything. So let's hear it again. It's been a long time. Yeah, we are 
right, praise the Lord. Yes, the Lord will, if we keep his commandments, we cannot fall. It's impossible. So the word of God is Jesus. And um, Jesus uh, will never let us fall away if we do what the word of God tells us to do. Now we're in chapter 9 of the book of Revelation. And the fifth angel, this is verse 1 of chapter 9. And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from the heaven unto earth, and to him was. So we know that this is a messenger or an angel from God, uh, and he was given a chore. Uh, and his chore was to, uh, he was given the key of the bottomless pit. And see, he opened it. He did what the Lord says, verse 2. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. Well, why would God do his thing like that? Well, because everybody's so smart. They're just so full of blasphemy, so big of, uh, so full of pride. Pride um, pushes God away. I mean, we don't need God. We don't need anything like God. Uh, let's push him away. Well, so the Lord sends down one of the angels and um, and darkens. Uh, he opens this uh, bottomless pit and out there. Out of it comes all this smoke of a great, powerful, mighty furnace. And the sun, so much uh, smoke that the sun and the air were darkened uh, by reason of the smoke of the pit. Now that's really, uh, uh, you know everything, well, let them try to figure this one out, you smart, um, smart Alex. How come you're breathing in smoke and you can't even get any sunshine anymore? Okay, so verse 3. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth, and unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth that have power. Well, we know that uh, what the kind of power is of a scorpion on earth. We're talking about heaven and earth. This is earth that we're talking about now that is receiving all these um, wonderful things to the people of earth that have so much pride that they push God away and they become antichrist against God. All right? So God's showing them Little by little, which seems to be a lot by the people on earth, that uh, who has the power, really? Okay, you people, if you've got so much power, turn it off. Turn off the smoke. And now get rid of these locusts that's coming out of this pit that have stingers on them. Like, uh, uh, like the, the power of a scorpion. Verse 4. 
And it was commanded them that they should not hurt the grass of the earth like uh, these uh, locusts usually do. They ate everything up. Now, don't uh, hurt the grass, neither any green thing, which locusts are known to do. They eat everybody's crops up immediately. They go fast. Neither uh, any tree, don't hurt trees or, you know, green things or the, your lawns or whatever. But only those men hurt those men. Hurt those men. This is God sending these locusts and commanding them, don't uh, hurt any green thing. Don't hurt fruits and vegetables and things like that. But only those men which have not the seal of God in their uh, foreheads. They're the ones full of blasphemy, pride, Tennessee pride, and they just push God away. And so therefore there's no seal of God in their foreheads. Hmm. Verse 5. And, the, you know, you notice that the Lord is the one ordering them to do this. Well, is it of the Lord? Huh? Yeah. Is it of the Lord if the Lord's telling them to do it? Yes. Well, then, uh, you know, don't be uh, saying, well, God's supposed to be full of love. No, that's the stuff uh, that your um, false prophets are telling you, that he's just love, 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 love. And he doesn't have any enemies, and that uh, this is all hogwash. It's uh, foolish to say such things as that. Verse 5. And to them it was given, these locusts, that they should not kill them, the men, but that they should be tormented five months. And their torment was as the uh, torment of a scorpion when he striketh a man. Now that is really bad because it stings like a bee. And these locusts that have these stingers on them that hurt, I just keep stinging men constantly for five months. And in those days shall men seek death. I want to die. I don't want to get stung anymore. I mean, it just keeps happening all the time, all during the day. And they'll seek death and shall not find it. The Lord wants you to enjoy yourself. Now, you people full of pride, which is the same spirit of blasphemy, you push away God. And so he doesn't want you to die yet. Uh, I would say that the Lord is uptight with these kind of people, wouldn't you? Yes. It's full of pride. But in other words, they say blasphemous things about God. They like to go to these comedy houses and make jokes about God. And uh, they're just so full of pride that they think that they can sit here on earth and they're made out of dirt and that they can say things of blasphemy against God. Now, the Bible says that the beast has on his forehead the word blasphemy. 
blasphemy, full of pride. And so they're going to seek death, uh, and they cannot find it. And shall uh, desire to die, and death shall flee from them. Oh, you mean we got to go through this? You know, I've been in such pain before that I wish I would die so the pain would leave. And that's what all these people are going to be doing. Okay, verse 7. And the shapes of the locusts. Let's see, what were they like? They were like unto horses prepared unto battle. And on their heads were as it were crowns like gold. And their faces were as the faces of men. Well, when you see a crown, these people, um, it's like the beast has uh, seven crowns. One crown isn't enough for this weasel. He has to have seven crowns and seven horns. Uh, because this is the nature of the beast. He's full of pride. Uh, seven crowns on his wicked head. And so the Lord torments uh, the people that follow after this uh, beast, this blasphemous beast. He sends uh, a little locust that look like horses, and each one of them has crowns like gold, golden crowns on their heads, and their faces were as the faces of men. Here, no, you you think you're uh, the king of the hill, but uh, I'm going to send these little insects to you uh, that are going to torment you so much, and that I'm going to make them king over you. I'm going to send them with crowns on their heads to show you how much I think about you people. You blaspheme me, and so now I'm going to really give it to you. And I, when I promise something, it's going to happen. Okay, because I can't lie like you people do. Now, uh, so they're the faces are the faces of men. Verse 8. And they had hair as the hair of women, which is really repugnant to a bunch of pride-filled uh, blasphemous men to have a woman, something that looks like a woman, have a, uh, power and dominion over them to the point to where they hurt them so much that they pray to die and they can't. They want to die and they can't. And they had the hairs, the hair of women, and their teeth were as the teeth of lions. The work that they're doing is like so overpowering. It's like they're like lions. And who is going to be able to uh, take, especially blasphemous people that are full of pride. Uh, they've been lounging around and uh, strutting like Nebuchadnezzar, who thought he was so wonderful and had everything. And the Lord made him crawl around out in the field eating grass. He turned him into a beast. <laughs> That's why the Lord calls these people 
the beast, all of them are members of the Antichrist, full of blasphemy. And so these, uh, the reason they have teeth like lions is because there's nothing that they can do about them. They just keep tearing them to pieces. And they pray to die. They can't. They try. If death flees from them. Verse 9. And they had breastplates, as it were, uh, breastplates of iron. In other words, no one can get them to become sympathetic towards them. It's in their heart, because God planted it in their hearts, to tear these people to pieces. And the sound of their wings was as the sound of chariots of many horses running to battle. Because they're, they're, God sent them into battle. He sent them to do these things. And once God sends something like a dreaded disease unto you, or uh, these creatures, there's anything you can do about it. And uh, the noise, the Lord makes them have noise, like chariots of many horses running to battle. Verse 10, And they had tails like unto scorpions, and there were stings in their tails, and their power was to hurt men five months. Well, how could you say? The Lord doesn't like people that blaspheme him, that are full of blasphemy. As a matter of fact, if you are a blasphemer, uh, those that blaspheme the Holy Spirit, there's no forgiveness for them in this world or in the world to come. So the Lord wants to uh, everyone to see this scripture fulfilled that are of the Lord so that they can know for sure that these people are going to spend eternity in a place that's far worse than what they're receiving now. They're going to hell in the lake of fire. And they had, see, the Lord resists the proud. Amen? Amen. The Lord resists the pride, and he uh, gives power to the humble. I saw myself in heaven, you know, I thought, my God, I'm like strutting around here, uh, animated and looking very uh, proud. But the pride that Christians have <clears throat> is that they know they're proud of God. They're proud of Jesus. Jesus is God. And they're proud that they made it into the kingdom of God. And there's nothing wrong with being proud of God, but to walk around thinking that you have anything to be proud of, you're blasphemers. You push God away. You um, you love to go places where you can hear blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So you've taken the mark of the beast already, but you'll very willingly take it in your flesh when they come around. Now, you know, we don't want anybody stealing your identity, do you? Uh, no, sir, we don't. Well, then uh, take this mark, the mark of the beast, the mark of pride to know 
that you can go shopping and the other ones that are sailor of the Lord cannot shop. They cannot sell. They can't buy. They can't do anything. So we're maneuvered there. Uh, this beast, this antichrist, this blasphemer, this one that's so full of pride, thinks he's very wise to corner people like that. Look, if you uh, want to buy and sell, if you want to feed your family, then take the mark of the beast. Well, the Lord doesn't like these people. He knows what they're up to. He knows what they've got up their sleeves. So five months and they had a king over them, which is the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in the uh, Hebrew tongue is Abaddon, 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 Abaddon. But in the Greek tongue has uh, his name Apollyon, Apollyon. Verse 12, one woe is past. Well, that would be a woe if you just kept getting stung for uh, five months, wouldn't it? And you couldn't die and you wanted to. So one woe is past, and behold, uh, there come two woes more hereafter. Verse 13, And the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar which is before God. Well, the horns that were sticking up from the altar is where they applied the blood of the uh, sacrifices that were agreeing with God that uh, God was going to come to the world in the flesh as a man. And then when they spilled the blood, they put some of the blood on the horns of the altar, the golden altar, which is before God. Because the Lord sees everything, and everything is before him. But uh, this is really before him uh, as something special. Verse 14, saying to the sixth angel, which had the trumpet, Loose the four angels which are bound in the great river Euphrates. And the four angels were loosed which were prepared for an hour and a day, 25 hours, and a month on top of that, and a year, a year, a month, and uh, an hour and a day, for to slay the third part of men. Now, this is God's dispatching all this. No, no, it can't be because God is all love. He's a chump. We can do anything we want and we're not going to have to pay for it. We're chumps. We're full of pride. We know more than what the Lord God's word is saying. God values his word higher than his name. And you're saying this is not true. It's not going to happen. Well, uh, you wait and see. Just wait and see. This doesn't sound much like <clears throat> Billy Graham, does it? <laughs> He's going to tell you that God just loves you. Everything is love, 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 love. 
Well, it's God dispatching all these woes. Amen. Okay, verse 16. And the number of the army of the horsemen were 200,000 thousand. Do you know, that's like up in the millions. And I heard the number of them. Verse 17. And thus I saw the horses in the vision. And them that sat on them having breastplates of fire. In other words, there's a zeal, a fiery zeal in their hearts to accomplish what God tells them to do. You know, there's some people that when God says something, they just snap to it. They don't sit around idle. They just snap to it. And that's what these people do because they're of the Lord. People that like to act laid back and they're boring, they're not. They need to pray for zeal. They have breastplates of fire and of jacinth and brimstone. They have the power to hurt people, kill them. And the heads of the horses were as the heads of lions. They're going to, they're bold to do it because nothing can hurt them. They're from God. And uh, out of their mouths issued fire and smoke and brimstone. What an ugly sight. The Lord not only wants to kill them, but he wants to um, do something else to them. He wants them to be terrified. If you saw smoke and fire and brimstone... Uh, coming out of a horse's mouth, and that the horse that was coming after you, wouldn't you be uh, a little bit uh, frightened? Yes. Okay. Now, verse 18, by these three was the third part of men killed by the fire and by the smoke and by the brimstone, which issued out of their mouth. Well, that's something, really something bad uh, that would happen to people. But the worst thing is that they're going into a place full of fire, smoke, and brimstone. And to stay there forever, and there isn't any escape. Why, the devil tells him, why, you full of pride? Uh, you know, you know more than God. Get out of here. Let's see if you can. Let's see if you can get out of here. That's the kind of uh, thing that will happen to people because, you know, just uh, being tormented for a few months, that isn't, uh, that's bad. And then to be frightened out of your wits and then killed and then your soul, your spirit, goes down into hell. And then on Judgment Day, uh, hell Death and hell are thrown into the lake of fire, where it's just you just burning to a crisp uh, every second, every minute. Time is no more, so there's really no seconds or minutes. It just goes on for eternity. Well, I just can't serve a God that does that kind of stuff. Well, that's why He's going to do it to you, to voo, voo. He's going to do it to you. 
Who do you think you are full of pride? You just can't serve a guy. You, big you, blasphemous you. Well, he doesn't care for you to serve because you're full of blasphemy. You're full of accusations against God. And so he's going to turn it on real strong for you, son or daughter. You think that you're God? While he's killing you, are you going to tell him, no, I'm God, you can't kill me? <laughs> Verse 19, for their power is in their mouth. Because your mouth is blaspheming God, and you're mouthing the things that Satan's um, beast tells you to do. You're so full of pride, you don't listen to him, but you listen to the Antichrist. And so God puts power in their mouth. And in their tails, for their tails were like unto serpents, and they had heads, and with them they do hurt. They hurt. But this is what you like, right? Being gods and all, you know, full of pride and blasphemy. This is what you're asking for, and you're going to get it. Verse 20, in the rest of the men which were not killed by those uh, these plagues, yet repented not of the, the works of their blasphemous hands, their proud hands. You're doing the works of the devil. That's why the Lord uh, repented not. They, they repented not with the works of their hands because their hands belonged to Satan. Just like some people's hearts belong to daddy, your hands belong to Satan. He's your God. He's your father. He's your daddy. Uh, so, uh, so that they uh, uh, are not able to worship devils and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and of wood which neither can see, nor hear, nor walk. They can't speak either. Verse 21. Neither repented they of their murders. You people are murderers. You murder little babies. Aren't you proud of yourself that you can take advantage of someone that can't fight back? Well, you're not going to be able to fight back on this. The Lord is doing to you the things that you did to babies. And you like to be homosexuals knowing that God hates that sin. You never repented of your murders, nor of their sorceries, the evils that you people do, nor of their fornication, which is all the sins that God hates, nor of their thefts, like the government steals, they think we're big and proud, we're bigger than Nebuchadnezzar ever thought of being, and we push God away, and we'll steal Christians' houses and their businesses, uh, we'll steal their children, we'll take everything because we are God. Well, we'll just wait and see. 
when they won't repent of their thefts. I mean, people are weeping and crying and say, I want my children. I want their mine. No, they're not. I took them and I'm going to keep them. You weasels. You bastards. You're bastards. That's what you are. And the Lord is going to take it out on you now. Hallelujah. You don't repent of your filthy sins or their thefts. Well, we'll just all stand up, dearly beloved. We come together this day to intertwine these two uh, souls, uh, he or she or he, she's or whatever you are, whatever you're going to be, in uh, unholy matrimony. And then they marry two men together. And then two women they marry together. Isn't that sick? And you're so gone. You're so full of pride and so full of blasphemy, which is the same thing. You push the words of God back and you're making that what God said is evil. You're trying to make that good. And you're making that which is good evil because we don't want to associate with a bunch of perverts. Or not even one pervert. Well, preach the gospel to him, but if you don't accept it, you're, um, you're doing your best to steal souls because you're teaching people the wrong thing and their souls are believing it and therefore they're not receiving what the Lord says. And you've got the media behind you. You've got the government behind you. And are you are is a little frog-like spirit. And you're over with now. These things that are I'm reading now are just around the corner. For if I were you, and I'm so happy that I'm not you, I would repent and believe the gospel, believe God's word. Okay, now we're in chapter 10 of Revelation, and I saw another mighty angel come down from uh, heaven, clothed with a cloud. And a rainbow was upon uh, his head. Now this is the angel of the Lord. This is actually the Lord himself. Because he made a promise to all humanity that he wouldn't destroy everybody on earth with water, with a flood anymore. So he comes down in a cloud and there's a rainbow he put a rainbow in the heavens to, as a reminder to him not to drown everybody, even though he wants to. The, remi the reminder, the rainbow tells him, no, you can't. I won't break my own commandments. So I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven clothed with a cloud, and a rainbow was upon his head. And his face was, as it were, the sun. Nobody has a face like the Lord, the S-U-N, and his feet as pillars of fire. Because wherever he walks, that's uh, the, the zeal is in his walk and in his talk and in his uh, bosom. Verse 2, and he had in his hand a little book open. 
Isn't that something? God is so big and powerful that he creates the entire universe, and yet he has a little book in his hand. He uh, wants to see if people will pay attention to everything that looks insignificant that is his commandment. And nothing is insignificant with the Lord. He even paints the flowers so pretty, uh, little details on So he had in his hand a little book open, and he set his right foot upon the sea and his left foot on the earth. Well, because he's the God of heaven and earth and the sea. He's the God of everything. Verse 3, And cried with a loud voice, as when a lion roareth, And when he had cried, seven thunders uttered their voices. These are seven warnings. Seven is one of the perfect numbers of God. And he's saying, this is really going to happen, folks. The seven seals. In other words, pay attention to these seven seals. Amen. Because what I'm telling you, when it's understood as it is today, like Tony's telling you, uh, you better uh, pay attention. Seven thunders uttered their voices. Well, these seven uh, seals uttered their voices. They have voices. And they utter their voices. And we can understand them now. Verse 4, And when the seven thunders had uttered their voices, I was about to write. And I heard a voice from heaven uh, saying unto me, Seal up those things which the seven thunders uttered, and write them not. These things are for only the spiritual people in the future that are living in the days when these things are coming to pass, for them to know. <laughs> the Lord is warning everybody. Isn't that a good God? Amen. What a friend we have in Jesus. Verse 5. But there's people that don't believe that. But they will. Verse 5. And it, but it'll be when it's too late though. Verse 5. And the angel which I saw stand upon the sea and upon the earth lifted up his uh, hand to heaven. Verse 6, And swear by him that liveth forever and ever, who created heaven and the things that are therein, and the earth and the things that therein are, and the sea and the things which are uh, therein, that there should be Time no longer. It's over. Okay, it's all over. There's not going to be any more time. It's going to be eternity now. The judgment is upon all flesh. No more time. Time's up. Verse 7. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound... The mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared to his servants, the prophets.
So the mystery of God is finished. Everyone that is not of the Lord figures that God is a mystery because they never seek him. Now, the Lord hides. It's the glory of God to hide a matter, his uh, truth. But it's the glory of men, wise men, men that are filled with fear of the Lord to seek the matter out. Amen? Amen. Verse 8. And the voice which I heard from heaven, which is the voice of God, spake unto me again and said, Go and take the little book which is uh, open in the hand of the angel, which standeth upon the sea and upon the earth. Verse 9, And I went unto the angel and said unto him, Give me that little book, like God is telling me to get from you. And he said unto me, Take it and eat it up and it shall make thy belly bitter. Why will it make his belly bitter? Because the things that are going to happen, it tells what's happening in there, and uh, because of the things that he's going to be asked to do. I mean, it seems really bitter to, to, to actually do some of the things that the Lord tells you to do. But when you do it, you find out that uh, you're so happy that you did it because uh, there's glory and honor and praise for doing what the Lord says to do. But it shall be in thy mouth sweet as honey. When you receive the word of God, the people that sit around and just read it, oh, it's sweet as honey to them, but they don't want to do it because it's a bitterness in their gut. Verse 10. And I took the little book out of the angel's hand and ate it up, and it was in my mouth sweet as honey. And as soon as I had eaten it, my belly was bitter. Verse 11. And he said unto me, Thou must prophesy. Oh, here it comes, the bitterness. Thou must prophesy again before many peoples and nations and tongues and kings. And that's the end of chapter 10. We're just moving right along, aren't we? Uh, chapter 11. And there was given me a reed like unto a rod. And the angel stood, saying, Rise and measure the temple of God and the altar and them that worship therein. Okay, um, measure the temple of God. Where is that at today? You are the temple of God. The measuring rod happens to be the Bible. And you're to measure yourself uh, by the word of God to see if you're going to enter heaven or not, or if you're going to hell. If you see that you're going to hell, then repent very quickly. And measure the temple of God, which is the people in the church, and the altar, uh, their hearts, and them that worship therein. There's no mistake, it's them that worship there. We measure them by the word of God. Amen? Amen? It's all the same. 
one and the same. Verse 2, but the court which is without uh, the temple, which is outside the temple, leave out, don't measure it, and measure it not, for it is given unto the Gentiles. Uh, the ones, see, the Gentiles were given an opportunity to believe the gospel and be saved, and they've had that opportunity for uh, tw uh, 2,000 years, and now they've, um, most of them have gone back and have become another sign which is mentioned in the second chapter of Second Thessalonians by the Apostle Paul that says there'll be a great falling away in the last days of the people that were saved but they're not saved anymore because they started believing in the Antichrist. Uh, so this part is for don't measure them because you know, if you measure them, it's, they're just of the devil. They're full of pride. They're full of blasphemy. And therefore, they're of the devil. And there's no need to measure them. You know what they are. They're not keeping the commandments of the Lord. Put them outside. Anyone that doesn't measure up to the Lord, get them outside the church. Put them out there. Just do what the Lord says and you'll be blessed. For it is given unto the Gentiles. And the holy city shall they tread under a foot forty and two months. Well, the holy city, is that Rome? No, <laughs> that's what the Antichrist says. The holy sea. The unholy sea is what it should be called. It's, it's what it really is. Verse 3. And I will give power unto my two witnesses and they shall prophesy. Okay, well, we're going to get more into the two witnesses, uh, but uh, I see that it's time to read some letters that we received, and make sure you tune in tomorrow so you can hear the continuation of the most important thing in the world, which is the Word of God. His promises to you are true. All right, where's the first letter from? From Zambia, Africa. All right, what do they have to say? Dear Pastor Tony Alamo, greetings in the precious name of Jesus. Praise his holy name. We found liberty at Calvary. His precious blood made a way where there was not a way for us to reach a holy and righteous God. The last newsletters you sent to me have been distributed, and I was amazed at the change it is bringing into the lives of the people. They promised to serve the Lord with their hearts. Some promised to write to you. I wish to request for 20 copies of the book Messiah and 200 of your different newsletters, some Bibles and any other literature to help me in my evangelism distribution, including DVDs for friends and family members and others interested that want to know more about the Lord Jesus Christ. I will be calling out your name before the throne of God and lifting up the U.S. to our Lord in prayer. May our gracious Heavenly Father abundantly bless you. Light and life has you spreading the salvation message to this sinful world. In his precious love, Bawalia from Luala Pula, region Zambia, Africa. Okay, we have time for a short letter if you have one. It doesn't have to be too short, but we've only got about a half a minute left. From Abidjan, Ivory Coast. 
says, I was pleased to read your writings, notably Dry Bones and The Messiah, just to mention a couple. I want to join in the work with you through the distribution of your literature and to represent the Tony Lamo Christian Ministries here in the Ivory Coast. May Christ Jesus bless you. Signed, Christian from Abidjan, Ivory Coast. All right. Praise the Lord. Well, uh, you know, we're going to get the scriptures from the book of Zacharias to it talks of the two witnesses there. It said, the Lord said, these are my two witnesses. And we're going to get into that very strongly. But right now it's time for everyone to be reconciled to God. And the way that we get reconciled is we accept God's only begotten Son at that time. And uh, the one who never sinned. From the day he was born to the day that he was crucified. So uh, say this prayer to the Lord God through Jesus' name. Say, my Lord and my God have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God and that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood. For the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins, and I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father God, uh, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away, Jesus, in the precious blood that you shed on the cross at Calvary for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word says that all who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know, uh, because your word says so, that you have heard me. And I know, because your word says that you have answered me. You have heard me, and thou hast answered me, and therefore I know that I am saved. And I thank and praise you, Father God, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, uh, just uh, raise your hands up and continuously praise and thank the Lord now. Now, uh, Sharon, tell uh, our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 764. It's free. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. All right, this is World Pastor Tony Alaman. Make sure to tune in tomorrow so that you can learn the reality of the 11th chapter of the book of Revelation. And we're going to keep reading on. So I'm going to sing for you now, In the city where the Lamb, or where Jesus, is the light. Praise the Lord. There's a country far beyond the starry sky There's a city where there never comes a night If we're faithful we shall go there by and by To the city where the Lamb is alive Well, in the city where the Lamb is alive Oh, in the city where they're coming no night Well, I got a mansion over there That's free from toil or care I am going where the Lamb is alive Flowers bloom forever and a day Shall be one eternal day without a night And our tears shall be forever
away Well, in that city where the lamb is alive Well, in the city where the lamb is alive Yeah, in the city where they're coming no night Well, I got a mention over there That's free from toil or care I'm going where the lamb is alive Here we have our days of sunshine, but we know That the sun which shines upon us now so bright We'll be changed to clouds of rain until we go To that city where the lamb is alive Well, in the city where the lamb is alive Yes, in that city where they come with no night Well, I got a mansion over there That's free from toil or care 